What's up, beautiful people? Today was a, a better day. We didn't get any nosy neighbors. Well, there's always nosy neighbors, let's be clear. But they didn't approach my house. Um, I have this like alarm system where I can like talk to people. So I don't know. I might be using that. I my husband was out early this morning. <laughs> I was like stop lingering and he I scared the crap out of him and it was perfect so I'm feeling like I'm going to develop this perfect robotic voice and I'm going to be like please do not approach the the boundary line I know I have to come up with something catchy to say because I'm always watching them watching me you know what I'm saying um I had someone come over today and change my mailbox key because we couldn't get in the mailbox and you need to change those keys anyway and of course it was just I won't call her Karen because she didn't do nothing but she was like standing out there a long time watching that dude and I was I just want to be like go in your house <laughs> like I know I could be obnoxious but I'm not the good thing is none of them came today. It was quiet. So I think maybe let's pray they get in the picture. It's going to take time because this is just, this is how it is. Unfortunately, some of these people literally have no lives, which is wild because life is so busy and so everything. Other than that, um, my son and I went to the gym today. He asked me to go. Even though he has a car, he still likes me to chauffeur him around because he works and he was too tired to drive. And I said, why not? Because not that I'm not too tired to drive, but it's my way of spending time with my boy. And so we went to the gym, we got some Chipotle and yeah, it was a, a nice, quiet night. So that was cool. Um, other than that, that was it. Let me get into the news. I got a lot of story times tonight, some crazy ones. So, um, yeah. So the so this little girl, she was an influencer, little Tay. She died today, and a lot of conspiracies are rolling around. There's like so many of them, but um, I don't even know what it's so many conspiracies going on but this was this little Asian girl who was always going around acting like she had a bunch of money and all that and supposedly her and her brother uh died but now they're saying the Vancouver and Los Angeles police have denied their investigating the death of Little Tay claims they have no record of her death and have not been alerted of her death so I don't know what's going on she was dying at first now they're saying that that is not true so I don't know I don't know this is <laughs> I mean these people do so many publicity stunts but I guess even TMZ deleted the article saying she died. So, I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, it was this little girl that had a lot of money and she was posing with it. And then come to find out it was really her mom who was a real estate agent who was letting her come over and shoot in people's mansions and, and be in their cars. And yeah, but I don't know don't really care enough but I'm saying not that she's dead but I think she's alive now which wouldn't be shocking because they're always pulling some kind of publicity stunts it's not shocking 
Um, why is Hulu trending? This happens to be an app I use. Mm, they've added some new shows. Hulu being $20 when you can barely rewind the show without the app malfunctioning. Oh, Hulu's raising their prices. Mm, mm, mm. I'm trying to think, do I even need Hulu? I mean, there's some things I watch on there, but shoot, all these apps are kind of starting to get the same shows. You know, I haven't even sat down to... I finally got rid of my DirecTV, which I'm happy about, but I haven't even sat down. Disney reports and continuing decline in subscribers amidst ongoing streaming. Like, Disney, yeah. I have Disney Plus because of my husband. He likes to watch Mandalorian and some other shows. And I question him every week, like, are you, what are shows are we watching? Because I don't watch Disney. I have no, we tried to, we tried this weekend to find something for me to watch on there. There's nothing for me to watch on there, like, but reruns and stuff he's already seen. And then a lot of times he'll be watching TV with something that's on Disney with commercials. And I'm like, why am I paying for Disney Plus again? But I don't know. That's me. I'm cheap. I'm going to always look at way. I think yesterday for the first time I didn't spend any money and I was very happy with myself. I was like, I didn't spend any money today. And it was a glorious day because let me tell you, when you move in, money just going, money just be going. I definitely spent money today though. Um... They're arresting people in the Alabama brawl still. Um, as far as news that goes, though, it's kind of a, a slow news day. I guess that's a good thing, right? Um, I do have, like, a lot of story times that I want to play, but we'll read some Reddit right quick, and then we'll just hop into the story times. Because it was a crazy story, y'all. This lady's baby's head popped off when she was trying to deliver it. And the doctors, like, covered it up. It's like a whole thing. And I was like, I gotta play this. Because although it's very trigger warning, it's just crazy. I, that is one reason I got my tubes tied. Because delivering, having babies, like, it is still a miracle to deliver a healthy baby. And people take that for granted. For me, I used to have so much stress and anxiety when delivering a baby. I just, I used to watch Baby Story and I see these babies with like cleft palates and all these things. And the parents were completely normal. And it's just like, I just would be so afraid. And like, it just would drive me, like, I couldn't even imagine. So, mm-mm. let's see what is going on. What would you do if you were cat calls? And I ignore cat calls. I've never liked them. Somebody says, smiling back to my girlfriend for the next week that I was cat called. I'd be giggling like a little girl. 
I've been catcalled or running shirt, shirtless and I appreciate men like to be catcalled I feel like I've never met one man that didn't like to be catcalled maybe because it doesn't happen on it obviously all the time but men how seriously do you take dating a woman older than you When I was 30, I married a woman who was 40. She was broke and I was doing okay. I owned a house. She later divorced me because I didn't have enough money, but age wasn't the issue for us. We were 34, not 54. I was 32 when I met my partner. She was 47. We've been together for seven years. I take our relationship very seriously. Yeah, I mean, age is your perception I personally don't like to date people too much younger than me or too much older than me it's just too you know I have to have some things in common with you so I was wondering do any of you get a blocked nose during BJ's yes I used to think it was because of my allergies but that hasn't gone on like two years now and it happens to me my nose gets really runny during and afterwards what the heck maybe because of how you breathe like this is a whole session on how this I do when I choke and I get mucus build up y'all going to town on these things this affecting y'all sinuses another reason why we should not do this Some of these questions today are crazy. Any other women have that that have this thing after orgasm? I don't know what the question is. Oh, shaking after orgasm. You guys are convulsing. Y'all got some issues. I'm scared to start using tampons. Any advice? Don't use tampons. What are you using a tampon for? Tampons are really bad for you. They need to bring out just being able to stay home from work and just bleeding out in peace that's what i would vote i would vote for that let's get into these story times (laughs) what a segue um like i said this first one is about a decapitated baby so if you don't want to hear it please fast forward Well, during the course of the pushing, 
uh, the baby stopped descending. There's something called a shoulder dystocia, fancy word for saying that the baby's shoulders could not fit through the pelvic girdle. It got stuck by the bone there in the pelvic girdle. That was recognized, and what wound up happening after that is just brutal. Uh, Dr. St. Julian came in, uh, and she, in the process of trying to deliver this baby, pulled on the baby's head and neck so hard and manipulated them so hard that uh, the bones in the baby's skull, face, and neck were broken. When Dr. St. Julian finally took Miss Ross to the operating room for a C-section, a cesarean section, where they cut the belly and delivered the baby through the abdomen, uh, when the womb was open, the feet came out, the body came out, and there was no head. The head was stuck in the vagina, and the head subsequently was, subsequently was delivered vaginally. The baby had been decapitated. Dr. St. Julian was grossly negligent for applying ridiculously excessive force on the baby's head and neck. Uh, Dr. St. Julian and the nurses at Southern Regional Medical Center, they were grossly negligent for not getting the help of the on-site in-hospital OB in a timely manner. They have a hospitalist obstetrician who's there on-site. And when doctors have problems with delivery, the first thing you do is call them and you get help. You get another perspective, another angle. This was not done in a timely manner, negligently. And then also, the nurses at Southern Regional Medical Center were grossly negligent for failing to advocate and insist in other capacities that Ms. Ross got a C-section quicker, sooner, in a more timely manner. So those are the allegations that we, we claim in this, in this suit. We, we just filed it. We're going to be very, very aggressive with the discovery. We're going to put all of these people who are in the room under oath and find out what they have to say specifically about what happened that tragic, tragic evening. Uh, that is the essence of our, of our suit. That's the essence of the press conference, and we're going to open things up for, uh, open, open things up for question right now. Have you spoken with the hospital? I mean, why do you think they tried to cover this up? Yeah, I, I cannot, we cannot speculate about what the motivations were for the lack of candor, the lack of disclosure, the misrepresentation, and the fraud. Uh, we will find out because we're going to put everybody under oath. Under oath, and uh, they're going to swear, uh, and, and they're going to tell us what they were thinking. We don't know. How long did it take Jessica and if you're going to learn what happened to her child? Attorney uh, Lynch, if you would. Dealing with the fraud cover-up. Uh, the family went in on the 9th uh, for the delivery of the child. They were not notified of what actually happened until uh, the 13th, um, uh, a few days later. And that was from the medical examiner? That was no, the that was from the funeral home. Oh, the funeral. Yes. Can we also speak to you about that they were not allowed to hold their child? Yes, they were not allowed to hold their child. Uh, the hospital uh, basically said, hey, well, we can't let you hold the child. We can, you know, and at my understanding is that they at one time did not want them to see the child. But what they did, the hospital wrapped the child up very tightly so that you, they could not see what actually happened. And that they were able to see the child behind the glass. And let me be more specific. In an, in, in an attempt to basically misrepresent and miscommunicate to the family, when they wrap this baby up tightly, they prop the baby's head up on top of the of the blanket to make it appear as though the head was actually attached when it wasn't. So they actually saw the baby on the day of the delivery. The the, the day that morning, well, the day 
did the deliveries, my understanding, that same day. So when I say same day, it kind of went from the 9th into the 10th. So the, the, the stat C-section was called at about close to midnight. The, the, the surgery was over at 3 in the morning. The first conversation that Dr. St. Julian had with the couple was at about 5 in the morning, and that's when there was not total candor and disclosure at that time. Uh, the records reflect that Dr. St. Julian came in uh, the next day and the next day after uh, with the intention of actually telling uh, the, the, the couple the truth. Uh, the, the couple reasonably didn't want to talk to her at that time, and finally, a day after she was discharged, the meeting that, that, that occurred four days after the delivery where Dr. St. Julian came clean. Just for clarity purposes, can you kind of go through the timeline of when the birth happened or the C-section? Sure. When they learned their baby did not make it, and then when they learned... Okay, okay. And, and all of this is in the complaint and in the facts, but... but can you step closer to the... Uh, yeah, yeah. All of this is in the complaint and it's in the facts, but the water broke at about 10 in the morning. Uh, they were admitted into the hospital for, to, at L&D at about 10, 10 in the morning, 10, 11 in the morning. Uh, the labor continued at about 8.40 in the evening. That's when she was fully dilated and she started pushing. All of the shoulder dystocia and the failure to sin occurred from 8.40 until about midnight. Uh, at about 11.49 p.m., after Dr. St. Julian had been manipulating the head and the neck and the like, trying to get this baby delivered, that's when she finally called for the stat C-section. And they took... Uh, Miss Miss Ross from the labor delivery suite, which is a separate room. The operating room is just right next door. So they rolled through the doors and then they proceeded and started with the C-section. The C-section, the baby was delivered at about 12, 11. That's what the records show. You can go back to the complaint and just verify. But about 10 minutes after rolling the baby back there, uh, the mother back there, the baby was delivered again. Uh, you know, half of the baby first and then the head hit a couple seconds after that. And, uh, and then at 5 in the morning, uh, after, uh, the surgery was over at 3 in the morning. At 5 in the morning, that's when Dr. St. Julian came in and gave them the misinformation. Did your clients raise concerns during the delivery about how things were going? And did they feel like they were ignored because of their race? The, the, the answer is, in fact, yes. There, there, there's going to be more evidence developed in this. But my clients asked for a C-section much sooner than it was ever delivered uh, while the baby was viable. And I, I don't know if Jessica or Trayvon is willing to talk about what the emotional impact has been like. You know, I, I can tell you, we've asked them to do that. They've declined at this point. It's just too overwhelming for them. I mean, that, that was the plan as of yesterday, but when they were sitting in the conference room, they looked at y'all and said, we just can't do it. Uh, sorry, one more question. Did they feel like uh, insurance or lack of insurance was playing into this at all or the decision not to go for a C-section sooner? No. All right. Uh, my law partner, Keith Lindsay, just has conclusive conclusionary remarks. Thank you, Ron. Thank, thank all of you for coming um, and telling us this most important story. Yeah, that was crazy, y'all. I couldn't even imagine. I mean, I definitely want to follow up on this. And I hate, almost hate stories like this because they never, like, I never get to see the part twos or the conclusions. But I'm definitely going to be following up on this because that's just wild. You're not going to beat my... I'm so this is a prank. So finally something funny. I search high and low to find y'all stuff funny. And I think I finally did. So this is nephew Tommy on Steve Harvey's morning show. And this white guy... He's pranking this white guy into thinking that his wife cheated on him with a black guy. 
I'm your wife's baby's daddy. And I don't want this to sound rude, and I don't want this to sound wrong. You said baby daddy. Are you black? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. fucking black, and my wife is going to have a fucking black baby? Well, yeah, your wife is going to have a black baby, but what I want you to know is I'm not paying no damn child support. That's you're what I'm not... Worried. You're fucking worried about child support? And my wife is fucking having some other black dude's kid? Are you fucking crazy? No, I'm not... Are you out of your mind? No, I'm not out of my mind. I'm just saying, I didn't lay down and conceive a child with your with your wife, so I'm making sure I'm not going to be paying no damn child support. Man, I'm not even worried about the fucking child support. I'll pay the fucking child support. Your wife I'm, is I'm having... going to have a black baby. I can't believe that. that, that well, no, oh, this is unbelievable. It's well, unfucking believable. And I can't believe you didn't fucking call my fucking house. What? And give me this fucking news. The doctor should give me this fucking news. Well, don't you want it? It doesn't matter who gives you the news as long as you get the news. Now, what I want you to do is this. Please don't be giving the baby no white names and stuff. Like, he just off the bat was, like, believing this story. His wife must be into some stuff. Up to this point, Stephanie was doing... Okay. Hold on. 
So I gotta find the part one to this. Okay. I was doing research to do a deep dive on Hugh Hefner, but I came across this story of playmate Stephanie Adams and how she supposedly pushed her seven-year-old son out of a 25-story window and then jumped behind him. Or did she? Let's start from the beginning. So Stephanie comes from an abusive home. When her mother would be angry while she was pregnant with Stephanie, she would punch her stomach to try to get Stephanie's dad to do whatever it was that she wanted. She was very manipulative and not a good person. Once Stephanie's aunts saw the way that Stephanie was being treated, they were not okay with it and they decided to take Stephanie into their home and raise her. After she gets to her aunt's house, she has a pretty healthy, normal childhood. She does normal kid things. And her aunts, one was a runway model and one was a print model, noticed from a very early age that Stephanie had a natural talent and was very photogenic. Once Stephanie turns 16, her aunts enroll her in charm school while she's going to regular school because they know that she needs to pursue this natural talent that she has of modeling. So by the time that she's 18, she's in college pursuing a business degree. She also has model management and they've gotten her a few gigs, but nothing too crazy. So she switches to a bigger agency and that agency was Elite Models ran by John Casablanca. She then successfully graduates from her charm school and graduates with her business degree. Now that Stephanie isn't as busy with school, she has more time to focus on her modeling and she's booked for this international photo shoot and this picture gets into the hands of Hugh Hefner. Hugh felt she was different than everything that they had at the time and that they needed her on a centerfold and they sent her an invitation, which at first she declined. So she gets some really cool gigs like working with Venus Magazine and Seventeen Magazine and she decided, you know, Playboy would really change my career. She said it was every bad girl's dream and every good girl's fantasy. And in 1992, she becomes Miss November. And interestingly enough, she was dating John Casablanca, who was running the agency that she was signed under, and he was in part of her centerfold. This really helped her career. She had a cameo on David Letterman's top 10 list, and she was doing very well. And also, her relationship with John Casablanca also ended at this time. She also started seeing an investment banker. They got married, and they got divorced twice as fast as they got together. And in 1999, she started to have this obsession with magic, spirituality, and genealogy. She even opened a business called Illuminati and a nonprofit faith organization called Illumination. She believed she was a sorceress and an archangel. And around this time, she also came out as lesbian, making her the first playmate to do so, and she was very active in the community and advocating. Okay, go to the next part. Mind you, this is a black playmate on top of that, which I thought was interesting because I, n- I never seen Hugh Hefner have that many black playmates. Look at me. Up to this point, Stephanie was doing really well. Her modeling career was great. Her relationship with Playboy was great. And everything was just going in her favor. And then in 2006, she gets in a normal cab ride to go back to her apartment and things quickly took a turn. The cab driver started yelling at her and saying really inappropriate things, called 911 and said that her fangs were out and that they needed to come. He also said that she had a gun and that she was going to unalive him. So the police show up, and instead of checking her for weapons or getting her side of the story, they rough her up so bad that she got permanent neck and back damage. Even though she complied the entire time, they still slam her to the ground for no reason. So Stephanie decides to do a lawsuit against the NYPD because she did nothing wrong, and she should not have been treated that way, and that lawsuit would go on for years. There was also shady stuff going on in her personal life. Her aunt and uncle became sick and they needed care. And so Stephanie's mom was their caregiver, except Stephanie's mom would leave them in their urine and feces and not take care of them at all. 
Stephanie then petitions the court to be their caregiver, and when she does and sees the condition that they are in, she is shocked. Not only that, but she finds documents where her family had been changing information for the aunt. Her family had changed the aunt's deed to have other people's names on it. They changed her will. They were just forging all sorts of documents so they could take everything that aunt had when she passed. Stephanie's uncle did pass shortly after, but her aunt lived a lot longer than Stephanie thought she would. So Stephanie decides that she's ready to date and she couldn't find anyone in real life so she decided to go to Match.com and then she meets this man, Charles Nikolai, a chiropractor. They were married by 2010 and shortly after had their first child together, a boy. And after all these years have passed, enough years to get married and have a child, the NYPD finally settles with Stephanie. She is awarded $1.2 million for what they did to her which was even more than her attorneys asked for. Stephanie wanted to make it very clear that she had nothing against the police. She even did photo shoots and things with them, trying to show, like, peace and that she's not angry. She felt like at this point, everything's good. I can move on from this. That was until she started receiving racist emails so frequently that she feared for her life. So she contacted NYPD, like, please look into this. What is going on? They track him down. It's an unemployed 30-year-old man who had been tracking her for years. All the police could do is give him a warning, so they did, and he stopped emailing her after that. And this is when her husband Charles would liquidate his chiropractic business, restart it, and use money from Stephanie, allegedly. Okay, go to the next part. Dang it, girl. Why do people do this and now I gotta go read? Because we are not going to, like, let me see what happened to the lady. Because I'm not about to be playing a million parts. That was... That stuff drives me insane. That's why I, like, when I don't look at these, I don't know if there's 50 million parts. Basically, she was a black Playboy playmate. She, let's see. So, on the evening of May 17, 2018, she checks herself into a 25th floor penthouse in the Gotham Hotel, of all places, on 46th Street in Manhattan with her seven-year-old son. The next morning, both were found dead on the second floor balcony in the hotel's rear courtyard. According to law enforcement, Adams and her husband were involved in a custody battle, and hours before checking in the hotel, Adams told the New York Post that her husband and his lawyer were preventing her from taking her son on vacation the new york city chief's medical examiner obviously ruled her death uh suicide very unfortunate Uh, she looks like she just had a lot of issues going on because one minute i thought she was a lesbian then she got married i don't know but yeah here's word of advice to the ladies Look, the moment that you let that man move in with you, you are now the man. You can just consider yourself the man of the house, baby, because you're already in your masculine energy. Men should not move in with women, and that's just that on that. It don't matter if he's paying the house note or paying all the bills. You're never going to be able to change that dynamic because the moment that y'all get into a job breakup or it's over, you're going to tell that man, get out of my house. (laughs) You're going to be telling him to get out of your house. And so you ain't got to explain yourself to me because I get a lot of... um, 
cool. It was our, uh, it was best for us. I was the homeowner first, and it just made sense for us. Okay, Brandon. <clears throat> okay, just gonna start lining yourself up. Okay, line your beard up because you're still the man. If it's that imminent for y'all to live together, let that man put a roof over your head. <laughs> and, and that just is what it is. So I hope that this is temporary for y'all and that y'all can start looking for something together because it doesn't matter how it, it doesn't matter what your reasoning is behind it. That man is in your house. <laughs> And that's a good word. Listen, I didn't put plenty of men out and they hated it. But when you are the man, the person, I, I guess you could say the man on that lease or whatever, it's your rules, big homie. I kept me some black trash bags on deck, but you know, no, her advice is straight for real. Cause I mean, and that's anybody. And I told my son the same thing. Like don't live with a woman like have your own stuff because you don't want nobody to be able to put you out and then if you are in that situation you need to have like a plan like if that were to happen a place where you a backup plan because yeah if it's somebody's stuff they can put you out to investigate but they told brandy they would forward the case to the department of health now i'm mad because the police can't do anything brandy says she called several lawyers but they wouldn't take her case it's frustrating why do you blame yourself? I just, uh, I should have seen the red flags. So Brandy went on Facebook and let it all out. And I posted her pictures along with what happened that day. What was the reaction? It happened really fast. Within an hour, it was it was already shared over 2,000 times, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. It was big. Brandy's Facebook page about Dr. Schneider, which now has more than 14,000 supporters, brought other parents out of the shadows. We've seen a thing on Facebook where they were having a meeting at a town hall. And then I realized that Thomas was not the only child. I was like, holy crud, what's going on with this guy? Brandy organized the Mad Moms, and they started protesting Dr. Schneider's office every day for several weeks. The more they protested, the more news spread, and tempers flared. Here, our affiliate in Jacksonville, Florida, actually catches a protester lunging at Dr. Schneider after he tells the moms to leave his office. I actually heard it on the news. That's when Grandma sprang into action and joined the protest. I pulled right up. Yes, I am finally going to be heard. Finally so happy their story is all too familiar little dariah went in for two cavities and she came out with a mouth full of caps we filed a complaint against him Deja smith says no one would take her complaint seriously i tried to get help i tried to get heard nobody wanted to listen to me and it's just like finally years later but finally 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 indeed after weeks of protests last May, Dr. Schneider gave up. He voluntarily relinquished his license to practice and shut down his office. But that was still not enough. The chorus of irate moms finally got the attention of state investigators, the ones who they say ignored their previous complaints. The uh, attorney general's office called my home. We tried to talk to Dr. Schneider, but he barked at our producer and told Crime Watch Daily to get off his property. Then he called the cops on us. Six months after the mad mom shut down the alleged little shop of horrors, Dr. Howard Schneider was arrested and charged
charged with 11 counts of Medicaid fraud for performing procedures without parental consent and submitting unauthorized claims for Medicaid reimbursement. The handcuffs made me smile. Listen, that's why I don't even like Dennis, but that's crazy. He was in there pulling kids' teeth. He was doing crazy, like, mm -mm. I don't do voluntarily, voluntary surgeries, period. I have a nightmare story about that with my mom. Like, when it comes to these dentists and people, I can't. So, I'm like, he he know he putting his big smile on my face because he's seen me cheese. So, it's putting a smile on his face that he know he's making me happy. And I can tell that he knew that I was not used to stuff like this. So, I'm like, no, like, uh-uh, like, uh-uh, please put it, put it back. He was like, what? No, nah, I'm, I'm going to get you to blend this and that. I'm like, no, like, please, like, I can't accept that. Like, I'm just like, and now at this point, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, you're taking your delusion, your delusions too far, bitch. You need to tell him what's up now, cause you're you're you're, you're taking this too far. Cause he's already, I could tell that he was just so into me. So I made him put the blender back, y'all. As soon as we leaves out, he was like, "You want to go get some margaritas?" I'm like, "No, like I look a mess. Like I had a hat on, like oh, like I ain't going out like this and that third. So we walking back to the car. It's like this man pushing a cart of roses through the thing. He done went and bought me a bunch of roses. Now he put them in my hand, and I walk through the fucking walmart parking lot with a bouquet of roses i'm like oh my god like i gotta tell him to you like i can't so now i'm saying to myself like lucille end this now well not end it but tell him what's going on now because it's just like he's just too perfect like he's too perfect and what you're doing is not right i'm telling myself that like it's not right like tell him now like horseback my little date was cool the six flags was fun just all like little stuff but it's like now it's like you know, like, those toxic situations where you do you meet a nigga the first night and then y'all be together every day since? Like, it was, like, that type vibe. It was just, like, this is getting out of hand. So, I was like, all right, I'm going to just wind up something to you. So, after that, the Rosie went to the Target. He bought the controller. Then we went back to my house. He played a game for a little bit. And, you know, he wound up leaving us in the third eye. Boom. So, I was like, I'm telling him to see them all around. So, the next morning, he texts me, um, like, you know, good morning. What you doing? I'm like, nothing. Just laying in the bed. Just getting up. You know what you up to then he sends me a picture of him at a track meet with his nephews because he was telling me already telling me he was like real family oriented and stuff like that so he was there to send me a picture of him at a track meet with the nephews he's like i'm on uncle duties today so now he's like he on uncle duties like he in a picture with the nephews i'm like oh my gosh this man is fucking perfect i'm just really gagging like you family oriented you're a gentleman you're not broke you you just like what? They're just like, what's wrong with you? I just kept trying to think, like, what was wrong with her? I didn't see a fall him at all. Boom. So I'm like, now I got something to you. I was like, um, so basically, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I remember his response. So I basically wind up telling him something along the lines of, I feel like, you know, I really do like you, and I can tell that you really like me, but I feel like I'm letting this get too far because I feel like I'm not being upfront, you know, whatever you're saying. They're like, what you talking about? So I basically was like, you know, I'm, this is what I am. So he waited a little a little while before he replied. And he was like, you for real? And I'm like, yeah, it's not that I wasn't trying to trick you enough like that, but I didn't expect to start liking you this much. I didn't expect our conversation to go outside of the club. Like, I didn't expect me to be on my first time on a horse and all this, like, I didn't expect all this stuff. So for me, it's like, I feel like I, I'm letting it get too far because I can always, I know the type of person I am and how I get when I start liking when I start liking people, like, I'm like, oh, I just gotta let you, like, just tell you that then. So, he waited, took another little second before he replied. And he was like, um, I appreciate your honesty. Um, 
I'm gonna call you when I leave uh, the track meet. Um, when I leave the track meet, I'm gonna pull up uh, to your house and then you know we could just talk in person. So I'm like, okay, you know that's cool. I guess like okay, bet. Now I wasn't scared because, like I said, so I wasn't scared because he wasn't giving me the vibes of he gonna try to do something to me. Like that's not who he was. Like he was just like a sweet, gentle. He was just perfect, the perfect man that you would want to date. So. Um, probably like two hours later, he came to my house or whatever, and then we basically just laid everything out on the table. Like, I told him about my whole life story, you know, the stuff that I've been through when I was younger, when I transitioned, why I moved to Dallas. Like, we literally just sitting right there, just, just pouring our hearts out to each other, like, just, just talking about everything, or whatever the case may have you. Um, and in the end, of course, you know, he was just like, you know, I really respect you, you know, I appreciate you, like, not, like, letting it go too far, you know, whatever the case may have you, but... I'm like, I'm not into that. Like, I can't, I can't go down that. That's not, you know, he basically just wasn't into it. Like, he wasn't upset the fact that I sucked it a little bit. He wasn't the fact that the money that we that he spent, the horseback dates. Like, he was not accept, upset about none of that because he kept saying, he just kept saying, like, you dope as fuck. Like, you're like, you're a lit ass person. Like, he just kept saying, like, I'm just like so shocked. He was just like, because this whole time I'm asking myself too. He, he, was, he was telling me, like, this whole time I'm asking myself, like, damn, what's wrong with this girl? Like, she like perfect. Like, what's wrong with this girl? Like, and I was not, was never thinking, you know, that or whatever the case may have you. So I'm like, I understand. Like I said, I wasn't trying to lead you on, but and I told him, like, I told you on the beginning of this video, like, I don't like to disclose my tea right up front. I like people to get to know me as a person. So even it comes to a point where you don't want to go down that path, it's like, we'll still be good friends. Like, I'm okay with just being a nigga friend. Like I say, I get niggas, so I'm never, stri I'm never tripping over a, a man not being interested. It, it's not that serious to me. So, he basically, he's not interested in it there. I, I, so, he asked me, was I hungry? I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I just got up. I didn't really eat yet. I see the article. Let's go get something to eat. We went and got something to eat. This, this is all after I told him to tell you. We went and got something to eat. And then he asked me to have my season pass on me. Because, you know, we went to Six Flags. So I was like, yeah, I think I was in my purse. He's like, you want to go to Six Flags? I'm like, yeah. So, after that, after we went and got something to eat, we went back to my house so I get my season pass. Or whatever. And then we wind up going to Six Flags. And we had a time. Like I said, it was like, it was like nothing ever happened. But, that was like the last day we kind of like really talked. Because I was turned off that he was turned off. So, like I said, he told me that he was not interested in that with me. So, it was like, okay. But I'm also not about to keep texting you and FaceTiming you. Knowing that I still do kind of like you. And I didn't want to make the situation kind of like uncomfortable. You get what I'm saying? Like, I was like conflicted on if I should, should still like be friends and still reach out and stuff like that. But I was just like, hmm. And I feel like he felt the same way because he didn't really reach out to me, like, kind of, like, after that. So, we kind of just, like, you know, left that day. It was, like, no bad blood and stuff like that. It was just, like, you know, we just, like, just two living two completely different lives. Then my Instagram wound up getting deleted in 2021. My Instagram wound up getting deleted. Y'all, I come across this page. Y'all, I come across this page the other day. He is engaged with a Doug. Man, him and this whole got a, a family. They got they even started a family. She ain't got no kids yet, but they got the dog. So it's like, oh my gosh, like that was supposed to be me and my dog. Like, I just made me so sad. Like, dating as a trans woman is so. I'm not gonna say it's hard because, like I said, I'm attractive, so I get like kind of like a a leeway in a sense. But it's really hard finding the ideal guy that you like, and I feel like in a few times in my life life 
time. I have found them, but like I said, the tea always got in the way. The trans shit always getting away. Like, oh my gosh, but y'all, gentlemen are out there. They do exist. You might gotta go through a few, but they out there. And I'll be back next time. An interesting story. Um, yeah, I feel for y'all people because. I can only, I couldn't imagine, but, you know, it's hard enough when people lie about normal stuff, then you gotta lie about the whole sexuality, but, um, to his credit, I mean, he appears to look like a woman, but it's all in his voice that has to do, so I still don't know how that dude didn't know you was a dude, because I can hear it all in your, your Adam's apple, your, your throat, big dog, but, I wish you guys love. Hopefully, these men can stop being in a closet and come out because she's like, he's with a whole woman now that's had kids. But I'm like, do she know that he? Because I'm. If you look at this man, woman, he looks like a man. He sounds like a man to me. I mean, he's got a good lit wig on and you know makeup and stuff, but he looks like a dude to me. I I'm always confused how these men. I mean, the throat, like the, the voice, the voice is giving man, but I, I mean, I know there's, I, I don't know how y'all get tricked. I really don't, but I'm glad that, you know, too bad he used your season pass for one more time to kick it and then he was out, but you know, I'm glad he didn't do anything violent and I don't know how society, I know that we have more people that are accepting trans people, but it is just a... I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I can't understand it, but I'm glad the story ended with no one getting hurt. Salute to you still finding love out there. Aren't we all trying to find love? Um, I have so many more, but we're getting up to the 45 minute mark and I'll be back tomorrow. Of course. And we'll do this again. Toodles guys.